coming up. Do you have a passion for fashion? Then this one's for you. Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on H.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this week I'm recording in the neighborhood of Nachlaot, Jerusalem, with my guest, Rabbi Yom Tov Glazer. And he's speaking with me about the importance our culture places on fashion. Rabbi Yom Tov Glazer's areas of expertise include Kabbalah, spirituality, and psychotherapy. Additionally, Rabbi Glazer is an accomplished musician, mountain biker, and a world-class surfer. Rabbi Glazer is also the founder of an intensive lecture series called The Possible You. It's a program that has affected literally thousands of participants worldwide. Now on Facebook, you can do a search on the words Rabbi Yom Tov to watch Rabbi Glazer's daily live feed on topics that are on everyone's mind these days. And this same feed, it's also posted on TorahAnytime.com. Welcome back to At Home in Jerusalem, Rabbi Yom Tov Glazer. Thank you, Heather Dean. Well, first and foremost, what's the Torah's perspective on the function of clothing or even fashion, if it is? So Torah says uh, kind of something deep uh, regarding that because the word in Hebrew for clothing is beged, bet, gimel, dalet, which is exactly in order. Think about it. Aleph, bet, gimel, dalet. So beged is clothing. But the bet has its back to the aleph. It's traitorous. And that's the same word as traitor. To be traitorous is Hmm. boged. Boged. So beged is clothing and boged is is traitorous. And they're both traitorous to the aleph. What's the aleph? The aleph is God. It's the one, the one of God. Like, and we're also one deep down in our souls. Like we're really, don't we all want to be one and not broken up to a million mm-hmm. pieces mm-hmm. for a million people? Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. of fashion, that mm-hmm. you can, you know, you, what's fashionable in this party might not be fashionable at the next right, party. And right. you'll notice people will actually come with multiple outfits sometimes to where they're going, you know, just to do that. But in the end, they feel they were traitorous to themselves. There's a, there's a certain empty exhaustion Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. comes from fashion mm-hmm. in that in that there's just not that I was missing from all these events you know like mm-hmm, my clothes mm-hmm. were there right, right. but maybe I wasn't but I totally get that and I also want to get back to the Torah perspective of you know why clothing I mean it seems silly because everyone walks around with clothes clothing we don't walk around like uh, Elsie the cow with no no clothes but right. what is the Torah's perspective on the function of clothing so clothing is is a uh, it's about modesty and modesty though has nothing to do with clothing modesty has to do with a humble surrender before your maker and so anything that makes the lave uh, haughty the heart. The heart haughty. Mm-hmm. Anything that, that creates arrogance. Mm-hmm. In, in nothing causes more arrogance than drawing attention. And so clothing is the cover-up right. of, of our need for attention, which mm-hmm. is often the counterfeit of true connection to God. Mm-hmm. So, the, so clothing is really an important aspect of, right. uh, of connection right. with God, which means it brings us humility. Right. Which is funny how fashion runs the opposite. Because fashion yeah. is like, Just how much attention mm-hmm. can I get? Mm-hmm. How much can I show myself more significant than mm-hmm. maybe the person mm-hmm. standing next to me? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. in clothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also there's that anxiety uh, of about social embarrassment, about not appearing trendy and fashionable. Yeah, that's always scary. That's that's something uh, in the Haredi black hat world that I live in. It's uh, We're always kind of off the hook for that. You know, we, we just never, it's a non-issue. Right. For the men, we wear the same outfits mm -hmm. every day. <laughs> now, you speak to audiences all over the world. And even before that, you traveled the world to compete in athletics. So I'm just wondering, based on your experiences, have you noticed whether men are more fashion conscious now than in previous decades yeah they're way more fashion conscious for sure the uh it, it's an interesting topic in general with the whole you know the the gender discussions in the world today and how uh you know it seems men are in tighter fitted clothing much tighter fitted clothing and uh, i even recently spoke to a men's group uh, you know young men and they're all they were all in tight fitting clothing mm. and i mentioned it to them and i said you know men used to like loose fitting clothing and they all went like like <laughs> like literally was it gave them like got goosebumps huh. even thinking about loose fitting clothing and they're and they're like the shoe industry like they're yeah. big into shoes now and and uh, little booties and stuff, and uh, the colorful mm -hmm. socks, and yeah, yeah they're really fashion conscious, big mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. yeah. In your counseling work, I'm just also wondering if you've noticed a connection between the clothing choices women make and their body image or self-esteem. Yeah, that that pressure. I mean, I've noticed that that the the more observant they are, the less of the pressure they have. They have the pressure for sure, mm -hmm. but less. Mm -hmm. And the less observant they are, the more like they they're just you know forced into conforming to uh, you know the 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 weight, the body weight that's considered mm -hmm. appealing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've noticed that across the boards. Now, I believe all every man and woman should be in perfect shape in that they should be regimented because the better the shape we're in the less stress on our hearts the longer we're going to live you, know, mm -hmm. you don't want to show up early you know and god's like uh what are you doing here you, know, like, you had another 15 years mm -hmm. had you only taken care of yourself mm -hmm. so so yeah. but yeah there's definitely always going to be that that body image Right, issue. right. And there's also a lot of issues about dressing your age, probably now more than ever. There's a tendency nowadays for adults who want to look like teenagers or, or young adults and, you know, God forbid, not like your mom or your grandmother, that sort uh -huh. of thing. Right? Yeah, it's it's a cute stage that women go through, usually in, in their 40s to 50s, that they'll they'll suddenly look like high school girls. Mm -hmm. You know, they wear these outfits. And, and uh, you know what, let them have fun with it if they're having fun with it. But something really beautiful happens that eventually Eventually they realize, you know what, why don't I just embrace my age and mm -hmm. start celebrating where I'm at, mm -hmm. which is very mature and wise. Like usually a woman at that age, especially if she spent her time well in her life, has come to a better place of wisdom. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and let me start dressing as the wise woman. Mm -hmm. rather than the teenager. Right, right. I hear what you're saying. And also, regarding fashion, there's also a tendency that to spend more than we can afford in order to look fashionable. I think this might be one of the reasons why people, uh, one of the reasons why people might get into credit card debt is because they're just spending so much yeah. on fashion, uh, overpriced fashion. Something. Yeah, and that, that's definitely an issue. And the and you know, I, I don't even know how I'm supposed to relate to that. I mean, mm -hmm. people have to, on the one hand, they have to keep up, they feel, and on the other hand, they can't financially keep up with with uh, with yeah. that. Um, but I, you know, I'd hate to see people like taking on an extra job just so they can right. keep up in the world of fashion. I think anyone who finds themselves uh, harried by this topic mm -hmm. needs to look deeper 
into themselves and, and re, kind of recreate themselves in a deeper way, you know, so that the external world isn't their focus. So what is the real cost then? If, if a person is prioritizing fashion over other values, over other goals, if they live to dress well, if they, uh, the term fashionista, right? So what's, mm. what's the real cost if we prioritize? The real cost is love. You know, it's really love. The, the, that, that, that need to be noticed is at the, at the expense of love. You're literally paying with love to get the attention. And, and we, I don't think anyone would, if they knew that would do it, you know, if they knew, and and the reason they're really doing it is because they've been hurt. They've been hurt hmm. before, and hmm. and love's become something dangerous, and they're, and so the attention seems safer somehow, and and that's mm -hmm. kind of where they've been relegated to, and hence the fashion, and then the the money and the expense of all that. And, mm -hmm. But if someone would actually do their inner work on the love issues, and heal their hearts so that mm -hmm. they're not, they're not going for that that counterfeit attention fashion thing right. then the then the the whole thing's really solved that if i can be someone who's a who's a safe address for love to occur and even to declare i am a safe address for love to occur mm -hmm. they uh they'll find themselves not really needing that fashion statement wow. it's a better statement as i'm a safe address for right. love to occur right wow finally a deep discussion about fashion that's so interesting uh, thank you so much for sharing your insights about the importance our culture places on fashion rabbi yom tov glazer thank you and you can check out rabbi glazer's recorded lectures on the possible you.org website also yomtovmediaclub.com and on h.com's website you'll have access to a variety of written and recorded content about our obsession with fashion and thanks for listening mm -hmm.